This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. That's me. Welcome. <laughs> um, we are going to ground ourselves in our greatness. This is something we do every day, which I should probably stop saying, because if you are here every day, that's got to be annoying by now. Anyways, <laughs> let's ground ourselves in our greatness. Yesterday, I really... Um, put myself at a table and by put myself I mean I was placed there at a table that I typically wouldn't feel worth at um and so typically I would show up quiet and observe and not look and listen for when I could add value and yesterday I felt like not only did I sit at that table I conquered my feeling of unbelonging at that table and showed up and added to the good of the group, not just to the good of me. I wasn't there coming from a place of ego and looking for places to insert myself because I felt like it was important that I made my presence known at a table that I'd never sat at before. I really was looking for opportunities where I could add to the good of the group and not for opportunities where I could add for the good of me. And um, that really is the first time that I've shown up at a meeting that I didn't belong at and found new ways to add worth um, and didn't just sit and observe from a place of I don't belong. So that was such a huge move for me um, and it felt really great to find new space and new confidence in a new place. Uh, so that's my great thing. Go ahead, take yourself some time to recognize, acknowledge, and even say out loud um, when you get the opportunity one great thing that you've accomplished today or yesterday or in life. You are killing it. I need you to get in the habit of recognizing it, right? And... Bonus points when you say it out loud. Hey yo! <laughs> Thank you. Karina, shout out to you. Hey yo! <laughs> One of my favorite podcasts, the Karina Talks Too Much podcast, um, where she talks about all things health and healing and beauty and inner soul work. And it's just such a beautiful production. And I love pulling little pieces of inspiration from <laughs> other people. Uh, so, hey oh, that's from my good Canadian friend, Karina. And I will keep pulling inspiration from that girl because she is awesome. And you should listen to her if you ever get the chance. So, today we're going to talk about, um, we last week covered toxicity and we could literally do the entire podcast on this because it is overwhelming and ever present. And it's so hard to remove yourself from. And I was reminded of this as I was um, prepping for this show a whole five minutes before I pressed record. And I stumbled upon this quote from Raining Women on Instagram. They're a great follow. I love my socials to be full of inspirational beings, someone that's going to push me. I feel like I have 
family and friends on there and I love that content but even more than that as I'm building what my ideal world looks like because that's what socials give you the opportunity to do I'm building a world that keeps challenging my mind and keeps moving me forward in a direction and so this quote came from Raining Women when you choose healing over toxicity it can be pretty lonely but I have to keep choosing what's for me and remembering I chose this path. And I think the hardest part about choosing to love, choosing to support, choosing to grow other people is that not everyone has that same intention, right? And so that might mean that you're out here all by yourself, loving, supporting, pushing, moving, helping people grow, and that's it. It's just you, sister, right? It's not just you, because I'm here with you. Hey, ho! Uh, one of my favorite listeners, yes, I have a favorite, sorry, I don't know the rest of you. Um, one of my favorite listeners, Erica, <laughs> uh, will reach out from time to time and ask clarifying questions about the podcast, or sometimes she'll just ask, um you know, is this what you meant? Or sometimes, I mean, the other day she just sent me a mouse emoji, which I died laughing when I got back to my phone and saw my messages. <laughs> um, but I think this world, this new world that you're building around yourself, where you're chasing your dreams, where you can't get caught up in the gossip and the drama and the toxicity, where you are just performing at higher levels than anyone else understands because they're allowing themselves to live in that space, that world can be obnoxiously lonely. And that's what's hard about it, right? Because it definitely is easier to go down the opposite path. That's where everyone is. That's the beaten path. That's the normal road. Right? And there's a reason that they talk about how lonely you feel when you rise yourself from that place of toxicity. There is a loneliness factor because not many people are willing to do what it takes to rise and stay risen. And I'm not saying that you will not fall back into that place. But here is what I'm saying. <laughs> Just to help you align all of this as you're listening. <laughs> First and foremost, you aren't alone. I started this podcast with the idea in mind that I don't just live behind this microphone and you can't reach me. And I'm kind of a, a geek podcast listener where I want to reach out. I want to know the producer. I want to know the writer. I want to know the anchor, all the people that are behind the podcast that I like. I want to be able to ask them questions. I want to be able to exist. Bottom line, what is most important to me is just that I exist. And so when I built this podcast platform, I think more than anything, what I want my listeners to know is that I will always work to acknowledge that you exist. And so, I mean, there were a couple podcasts ago where I gave you my cell phone number, so go ahead and look that one up. Uh, but 
bottom line, the most important part is that you don't have to be alone. I know. And I know better than most people because I've just been on this journey a little bit longer than others. Right? But I know, bottom line, this space is hard. And it is even harder when you are working at it alone. And so when I talk about these things, when it resonates with you, when you need more help clarifying or applying this to your life, that's what I'm here for. I don't want you to have to do this alone or try to build your own network of unknowns, right? And if you have a network of people who support you and grow you, then that's beautiful. But in the off chance that you don't, and you look like this gal right here, who's talking to you every day, who had to go it alone, out of necessity, and take all of the hurt and the pain of forging your own path all by yourself, then you have me. And better than me, you have one another. This group, this movement, the death of a dream as an instance is a movement. We can move together. You don't have to chase your dreams by yourself. You don't have to venture down this path, trust people, lose that trust, have to cycle back to where you were because you don't even know what's real and what's not, right? I want you to find solitude in this place to find support and love for our common greatness, right? I don't want you to have to go back to that toxic place of impossibility because no one supports you because it is 100% lonely when you escape the world of impossibility because impossibilities are easier They're just easier. It's so much easier to dream dreamt dreams, beaten paths. No question at all. The typical, the normal, the usual, that we can see. And I don't want you to live there if it doesn't make sense for the dreams that you have. Right? And dreams are meant to be big and beautiful and challenging and unattainable at times. Right? The path is unbeaten maybe because you are literally supposed to carve the way. And I can't say that there's going to be a million successes and wonderful journeys there. But imagine what happens if you carve the way and you don't find all of the success that you are looking for. But you carve the way and so 
20 new people did. Right? What happens if you're willing to take steps toward your dreams, toward your goals? What happens then? Well, I can tell you what happens. The honest side of it, because it seems like as I talk about it, that it's some wonderful world where you're just happy all the time and, and all the things align and it's beautiful and you're surrounded by great minds and you never question where you're supposed to be and how you got there and how you're supposed to continue on. And that's a beautiful world. And I can tell you as I've been working through this journey, as I've been on this path, it is hard. And it's a beautiful kind of hard because you can feel yourself freeing from everything that used to be holding you back. And at the same time, all those things that were holding you back were also your community, potentially, right? And so... As you transition, as you work into this world, you're going to start challenging people and things and thoughts and ideas and ideologies. And you may be challenging the very makeup that has gotten you to this place so far. Right? And, and I think we want to look back and find anger space and find impossibility because of all the things that build us here and yet that exact path is so very vital in how you take a step into this new life and how you become reborn in your dreams because you wouldn't be at this place looking for new had you not gone through everything you've gone through so far. And so we have to acknowledge the beauty of where we've been. The beauty of the hurt. The beauty of the pain that brought us to this place so far. And all of the reasons that what I'm saying connect and vibe with who you are are because of who you've been. Are because of your current journey and without the past, you don't get to this place. This doesn't make sense to you. You don't connect with this message. You don't find a new way. That hurt, that pain was put there to teach you something. And there's so much beauty in it. Right? But a lot of times the pain is so blinding and blatant that we can't find a way to look past it. And we definitely can't find a way to see new growth from it. Right? Sometimes we have to be broken down to the lowest existence before we can see rebirth. 
before we can actually find and establish what we don't want. All of the things that were built for us, sometimes we have to see exactly what wasn't. Embrace and acknowledge why it wasn't and move forward. Right? And I, I think of my own journey and my own place that I've come from. And I think of all of the times that I've faced rejection. And you've actually lived through um, <laughs> two of the bigger rejections that I've faced. And it's been a part of this journey. Welcome. And I'm, I remember feeling frustrated, but also feeling like there's a bigger reason. That wasn't explained to me, but I just know. And the the faith portion of that is the hardest portion. And this is where you start to look like someone that needs to be put on meds to probably your family or your coworkers or whatever. Because pretty soon you'll transition to this headspace where you're almost welcoming what other people fear, right? You're welcoming change. You're welcoming rejection. You're welcoming closed doors because you know you're on the brink of greatness, right? You're welcoming the hurt into your life. Because you realize that those are the building blocks of a stronger foundation. Right? You don't want a foundation built with the little tiny Legos. Unless you have a million of them. But that means you're going to have to build a million teeny tiny Legos of hurt. And do you want to endure all of that? Or do you want to live big? Take big risks. Get the big Lego when you pass that test, right? And build a huge foundation that doesn't take years and years and years and years of little teeny tiny safe, comfortable rejections to build a foundation that takes years and years and years. And if that's where you want to build your foundation, that's perfectly fine. That's your journey. For me, I'm willing. I want those big risks. I want those big failures because I understand that failures, challenges, losses, hurts, pain are the best building blocks of success because I know myself and I know the worse it hurts the more I make a plan and a path to success because I don't want to feel that again and when it's just a little scrape or it's just a little burn I might try touching that pan again. I might be a little more hesitant. I might only dip my toe, right? And then I'll get hurt again. But I don't have a big enough instance, a big enough Lego to really move past 
that mistake, to move past that pain. And the reason that we don't build that bigger foundation is because there's so much risk there, right? But as you transition into this new headspace, where you're looking for the risk, where you're looking for the hurt, where you want to take big opportunities that are put into your life, whether you know how it's going to play out or not, because you have faith bottom line in how it is going to take you from where you are now to where you want to be, right? Either way, you win or you learn. There's no loss here, right? And I want you to transition into this new headspace where you are welcoming these big things into your life. And you don't know what the big picture looks like, but you trust and you have faith in the ability of application, right? Your mindset shift, your ability to flip, turn, and apply anything in your life to your bigger picture is going to be your biggest strength. And it will also be the reason that people think you've gone crazy. And that is why it will be lonely. Because most people don't look at things that way. Right? Whatever you're up against, whatever the challenge is, you can't guarantee that you forging that path isn't going to lead to greater things. You can't guarantee that. Right? But we back down from it. We look at that challenge, we say, oh, that hurts. I don't want to move forward from here. Woe is me, woe is me. This is terrible, right? And I'm not saying sign up for unnecessary hurt. But I am saying move forward in risky situations. Take the big shot. It's there whether you win or learn, it's there to show you something. You have to find faith in that. Right? I want you to build up your resistance so strong that your foundation can't be broken. That even if we break every single layer of who you are down, your foundation your baseline, your DNA is just built stronger than other people's. Is built more resilient. Right? Because the more that you experience all of the things that the world has to offer, the more that you take chances, the more that you walk in this new space and this new instance, the better off we'll all be. And I can't even tell you enough that it is a lonely space here. 
most of the world doesn't vibe on this level. This is higher, bigger thinking. You are essentially changing what we are built as human nature. And I don't think it's just an optimist thing. I don't think so. I think you can build up your resistance. And when you put intentionality behind how you respond to adverse situations, that's where you find common flow. Right? Common flow with this group and these thoughts and less common with the rest of the world. And yes, people will ask if you are on drugs. Because how, and this is said to me all the time, how do you always find such a way to spin things? How do you always find a way to find excitement and possibility in everything? Right? Because there is. Because no matter what, as you're setting up your life, every opportunity, win or learn. There's no losing here. No matter what happens. Right? You don't know that something big and traumatic isn't going to lead to your third generation person all of a sudden figuring out a way to make someone who's paralyzed walk again because they saw your journey as their grandparent or mother or whoever. And, you know, even if you've long since passed away, what if your grandchild's grandchild knew your story and found passion and purpose there, right? Something that seems so debilitating, that seems so terrible, what if it leads to the next great discovery, right? But when we live in a world of impossibility and toxicity, there isn't much possibility, right? There isn't a way to rise up. There isn't a way to find good. And so you have to start building your community with people who are like-minded. And I am telling you right now, as someone who suffers and lives in victim states once in a while, it's hard to not go back to that previous mindset. But you can keep a conscious filter on who you are, and what your triggers are. So start building that network. Reach out. I'm always here as a resource. I um, want to help you through things because I know how lonely it is to be forging on this path by yourself, to be forging on this path and this mindset without any support. Right? So 
reach out if you need to. I'm going to end today by reading from one of my favorite authors, and I feel like it's just so appropriate for what we've been talking about in our journey so far. And um, I'm going to start and end with what do you do with a chance? And if you've listened to this journey so far, um, and you can go back to the episode, what do you do with an idea? Um, that episode explains how I found my favorite author, um, just walking through Target after a conference and, um, being with a great group of women and finding this book and finding so much inspiration to follow my own dreams. And I was so inspired by what he had written. I went out and bought all of his books. And so I'm going to read, what do you do with a chance to hopefully inspire you to find new life in every rejection in everything that happens because it is just leading to your next breakthrough and it is building a beautiful, strong foundation. We can take those blows as something that sidelines us and, and stops us from moving forward or we can take them as lessons that build our arsenal of strength, right? So, I'm going to read to you what do you do with a chance and don't mind the background noise of me flipping open the book. <laughs> what do you do with a chance written by Kobe Yamada? One day I got a chance. It just seemed to show up. It acted like it knew me. As if it wanted something. I didn't know why it was here. What do you do with the chance? I wondered. It fluttered around me. It brushed up against me. It circled me as if it wanted me to grab it. I started to reach for it, but I was unsure and pulled back. And so, it flew away. I thought about it a lot. I wished I had taken my chance. I realized I had wanted it, but I still didn't know if I had the courage. When another chance came around, I wasn't so sure, but I decided to try. I went to reach for it, but I missed and fell. I was embarrassed. I felt foolish. It seemed like everyone was looking at me. I decided I never wanted to feel this way again. So after that, whenever a chance came along, I ignored it. These pages are so sticky. <laughs> there we go. And the more I ignored them, the less they came around. Until one day, I noticed that I hadn't seen a chance in quite a while. It was as if they had all disappeared. I started to worry. What if I don't get another chance? I know I acted like I didn't care, but the truth was I did. I still wanted to take a chance, but I was afraid. 
and I wasn't sure if I would ever be brave enough. And then I thought, maybe I don't have to be brave all the time. Maybe I just need to be brave for a little while at the right time. I realized it was up to me. I promised myself that if I ever got another chance, I wasn't going to hold back. If I got another chance, I was going to be ready. Then, one seemingly ordinary day, I saw something shining far off in the distance. Is it possible? I hoped. Could this be my chance? I had to find out. I ran as hard and as fast as I could toward it. I don't know how to explain it, but the second I let go of my fears, I was full of excitement. It wasn't that I was no longer afraid, but now my excitement was bigger than my fear. As I got closer, I could see that this was a really huge chance. But this time, I was ready. As it came by, I reached out and grabbed it. I held on with all my might. It felt so good to soar, to fly, to be free. I now see that when I hold back, I miss out. And I don't want to miss out. There's just so much I want to see and do and discover. So what do you do with a chance? You take it. Because it might just be the start of something incredible.